Joseph Smith saw an angel. Dum 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 dum. <laughs> hey oh. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to Please Bless This Podcast, the podcast where two sisters talk about all things Mormon and pop culture. And sometimes 20-year-old South Park episodes. Here we go. Yep, here we go. We were just talking about how this is a palate cleanser episode after our educated episode last week, which was real heavy. Real I feel dense. like our Jeanette McCurdy episode was real mm-hmm. heavy. We've had some like really intense subject matter and some really hearty texts. Like yeah. if you're following along with the podcast and trying to engage with all the content we're choosing... It's like we're asking you to read a couple of books a month here. Right. And this time, we're, it's just a 20-minute episode of South Park, folks. Yeah, and it's just a delightful little morsel. Pull it up um, on HBO Max and get to watching. It's season seven, episode 12, titled All About Mormons. Yeah, and it sure is. It sure is. Originally aired in 2003. Which I didn't realize it was that old. I was like, man, this is old. I mean, I watched it when I, like, probably in 2008. Mm -hmm. You know? It's just crazy. I'm ancient. I had never seen it before. I I don't think I've ever watched a full episode of South Park Mm -hmm. before. Yeah. Um, Though, obviously, I'm very aware of South Park. And I've seen snippets of it. And I am aware of South Park and Mormons. Yes. But I've never watched the episode yeah. and it was honestly an absolute delight. 100% through and Except, through. Except disclaimer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Please. What's the disclaimer here, Katie? The disclaimer is that like from the jump, I mean, within like 30 seconds of the episode starting, they drop an F slur and a hard R word. Yeah. Just boom, boom. And it's like, oh, whoa, whoa, <laughs> you know, what am I watching? Yes. Um, it's uh, really intense. It's South Park Circuit 2003 through and through. But, mm-hmm. you know, just a little content warning there. The rest yeah. of it's a delight. Hold on to your hats yeah. for the, yes. the first minute. Put on your headphones. Ooh, for sure. <laughs> um, I wanted to add, Um, my name is Katie. Oh, I'm Elisa. And that's Elisa. Yeah, it's and us. We're, we're talking about South Park. Here we go. Here we go. So a little bit about South Park. Uh, it's been running since 1997. It's so ridiculous. That's so crazy to me. It's like it's 25th season or something right now. And it's renewed for like several more years. <laughs> It's, so, it's just absurd this show will never quit those kids have been in elementary school a long mm. time yeah bless them um the creators of south park are trey parker and matt stone who also created the book of mormon musical mm-hmm. which that is definitely an upcoming episode 100 percent. and they created the movie orgasmo in 1997 which uh i I'm vaguely familiar with but I've never watched and we will definitely be watching sure. apparently in that movie Trey Parker it stars as a Mormon missionary who goes like tracting and this porn director scouts him for a porno and he's <laughs> like okay I can make a lot of money and pay for my wedding my like mm. expensive temple wedding to yeah. my girlfriend back home it sounds crazy great okay 
<laughs> so these guys love Mormons. Yeah. For sure. They're they're a really funny target. Yeah, they are really Mormons funny target. Mormons are so goofy and they're like the perfect character that overly nice, you know, just yeah. absurd like basically like flat earther vibes. Uh-huh. But with the Christian overtone. It's yes. Mwah. So much comedic material. Yeah. Um can I just say about Trey Parker and Matt Stone before we dive into the episode? Um, I was like, they, one of them must be Mormon. They must have Mormon family. Like, how mm-hmm. are how do they know so much about Mormons? Why are they why do they care so much? Neither of them are Mormon. Yeah. <laughs> that is so fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. So they grew up in Colorado. And if you're in the Intermountain West at all, you're gonna know Mormons. Mm-hmm. If you're in Colorado, Utah, Idaho, Arizona. Right. Nevada you're just running into a lot of Mormons so that was it they just knew a lot of Mormons Trey Parker's first serious girlfriend was a Mormon and he talks about going to her house for family home evening yeah which is it literally the plot of this South Park episode right and being like what is this yeah but But also kind of like yeah like oh like they're this is kind of fun and they're all doing stuff together yeah sweet so they've done a lot of interviews since the Book of Mormon came out in 2011, where folks ask them, like, what's your deal with Mormons? Mm-hmm. And they're just like, I mean, Mormons are hilarious and silly because the their whole belief system is ridiculous. Yeah. But also they're so nice. And isn't it fascinating that these like preposterous stories actually make people into good people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I find that to be hilarious and fascinating and um they talk about joseph smith and they're like um i'm just gonna quote this is from a vulture profile about them around the release of the of the book of mormon musical Mm -hmm. um matt stone and the story of joseph smith the way it's told it's so silly right like they're just like he's hilarious and then he says um if if Joseph Smith is a con man, it's completely brilliant. Yeah. And as storytellers, we're always trying to come up with new stories and we kind of know how hard it is. So to watch Joseph Smith take these old stories, like I think he's referencing like Bible stories, basically, right. and make America a central character and inspire people. That's just great. I don't know why or how else to explain it other than that it makes me feel good. Yeah. And I wrote in my notes, I was like, I feel like they admire Joseph Smith as like an artist. Yeah, I, I see that. I mean, I feel like Joseph Smith at the end of the day, he had to have been pretty brilliant (laughs) and he was also just really fascinating. He was like a magician. He was like a folk magician. He, you know, was a treasure hunter and, uh, clearly, uh, a a, a wordsmith yeah sure <laughs> it's uh also an absolute creepazoid but totally you know when when you haven't devoted your life to him it's a little easier to just kind of laugh that off yeah. and be like this guy's hilarious and he like really did something here with these yeah. crazy tales and everything they're saying about mormonism it's just like matter of fact that it's not true Mm-hmm. there's no question in the right. way they're talking about it they're like this is absurd but isn't it impressive 
Right. And that's like a fun way when you get to see Mormonism through the lens of somebody who's never been Mormon. Mm -hmm. Like, that's fun. They they really do truly get to see everything just as it is. Whereas we see it through this muddled, traumatized um, lens. Yeah. Yes. Um, so with that said, let's get into the episode, Katie. Let's just dive right in. The episode centers around um, a new character on the show who only shows up for this episode named Gary, Gary mm-hmm. Harrison. And um, it's Gary's first day at school. And they're like, who is this kid? He's like a little, clearly a little goody two shoes. Mm-hmm. Very sweet. Very nice. Very smart. Right. So the guys convince Stan to go kick his ass. Mm-hmm. And so Stan is like, all right, I guess I'm going to go kick this kid's ass for no reason. And the kid basically is like, I get it. I'm the new kid. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. You gotta, you gotta beat me up to look powerful. I won't fight back. Go for yeah. it. Hilarious. And, <laughs> and he ends up inviting Stan over for family home evening, mm-hmm. which the fact that they used the term family home evening is so funny. Yes. I forgot so about perfect. that completely. We need and- to talk about what family home evening is. Sure. Tell us. I mean, it's a commandment basically in the church for families to set aside one night a week to spend time together and it's kind of loose like that but it's also kind of rigid like that i actually looked it up just last night i was like what is the current like way that the church frames family home evening because when we were growing up it was monday nights Mm -hmm. everybody needs to be at home so you can't be like at a sports practice or a friend's house or your dad can't stay late at work that day you all got to come home yeah and um be together and there's some kind of lesson involved some kind of treat some kind of musical number mm-hmm. and some kind of activity yeah so i looked it up last night on the church website 100 percent the same oh it's still monday nights they're like open and close with prayer mm-hmm. include music to make it fun Make sure there's a spiritual message. Think about like service you can do. And that's that's the gist of it. Family home evening, man. Monday nights. That's beautiful. Everything I do also remember. Know. Yeah. I also remember a big part of family home evening was that that was when we went through the calendar. Yes. It was like, let's figure out what the fuck is going on this week. Yeah. <laughs> Where's okay. everybody going to be? Yes. We were not good at family home evening no not particularly we would go through big phases of being really bad at it and just like making it like fun Mm. or particularly spiritual didn't really no we didn't have a lot of lessons like we had some yeah i remember a handful yeah but i think it was mostly just like read something from the enzyme or from the friend or something Yeah. yeah yeah and like i don't remember it having a lot of treats no where were the treats we should have had more treats Mm -hmm. and i don't remember like playing games or things like that Mm, though we may have we we played uno and and clue and stuff like that it just doesn't stand out to me but we may have but the like let's all play our musical instruments yeah that that rings true to me for sure which they do beautifully on this show yes holy smokes what is the line he says hey kids why don't you grab your instruments and play stan a little something and they all even the baby has an instrument baby and they are good they're like the 
freaking partridge family yeah they're jamming out singing a little tune yeah um that was hilarious to me because i was like this is the most mormon thing i've ever seen they nailed it that was our family to a t okay kids exactly including me being the baby and they would give me some like bullshit um ukulele or like a recorder or something and hear like be like here you play with this yep i was on the piano yeah our brother was on the cello Mm -hmm. i mean there were some large instruments being used um our dad was on the violin yeah our mom was the audience yes and (laughs) i would be rocking vocals ukulele you know something like and that. eventually piano eventually piano yeah. yeah and it was like okay now is your time to perform and we <laughs> would just play our tunes and that was family time and you just did it and i guess people who aren't uh members of the church um or who aren't super familiar won't know this but in the church it's common for it to be an expectation in the family that every child play an instrument oh yeah um so like we yeah at family home evening we would all play music together but also like if you go visit grandma grandma is going to ask you to play music Mm -hmm. Uh, or if you're visiting anybody they you may be asked to perform yes it's common I remember visiting grandma in college when I lived in Utah I would go to grandma's house and I would bring friends with me Mm -hmm. and these friends were constantly being forced to perform yeah like she's like uh what do you play you know like what's your instrument and they're just like uh uh or she's like okay then you gotta sing and she'd be like sing louder sing alto sing you know yeah (laughs) assigning people their yeah their parts and like i remember my friend matt coming once and she's like you have a beautiful voice you should sing more and he kind of laughed and she was like i'm serious (laughs) grandma grandma it reminds me of like um like in uh Uh, period films about like the regency era it's always play the piano forte you know that was us we were little uh little Little uh, elizabeth Elizabeth bennett Bennett. (laughs) yeah yeah anyway family home evening so he goes to family home evening stan does and he's like what is this yeah why are you all so excited to be around each other and uh also gary's family is humongous there's like five kids yeah they're all blonde yeah um anyway and uh, stan just doesn't know what to do with it and they start to explain about mormonism and they teach him about joseph smith mm-hmm. through a beautiful little song yeah <laughs> um and then stan goes home and is like wow i just had an experience yeah and dad why haven't you ever taught us um about joseph smith and how god and jesus appeared to him yeah you know (laughs) and his dad's like what (laughs) he also like walks into his house and his dad's like sitting on the couch drinking a beer watching tv his mom everybody's like kind of tuned out from each other yeah and he's just like why don't we have family home evening yeah and uh, randy marsh is like what are they indoctrinating my child with and he's like i'm gonna go kick that dad's ass yes and so he leaves with beer in hand to go kick mr harrison's ass and then he gets it gets flipped in reverse just like with stan and gary yes they're so nice to him he ends up with a rice krispie treat on the couch 
you know, yep. getting read to from the Book of Mormon. And they disarm him just the same way Gary disarms Stan at the playground. They're like, oh my goodness, I can see how you'd be so upset that we're t- It might yeah. seem like we're trying to convert your little boy and we would never, we have such respect no. for everybody's beliefs, but also have a seat. We'd love to tell you about Joseph Smith and the angel yeah. Moroni. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, yes. Angel Moroni, the white Native American. Stan's dad goes home and is like, we're Mormon now. <laughs> yeah. And his this mom's like, new what? Religion. <laughs> oh my gosh. So then they have dinner again with the family. Things kind of come to a head. Yeah. And Stan's like, y'all are like being super nice just to weasel your way into our house and teach us stuff, aren't you? Right. You're telling a story about Joseph Smith where he's clearly conning everyone around him and you're playing it off like it's a miracle. Yeah. But he's obviously a charlatan. Like, get out of my house. Right. (laughs) My favorite part in that scene was when Stan's dad is like, don't disparage our new religion, Stan. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he's already so in. Anyway, Stan sees right through it, calls the whole thing off. The next day at the bus stop, Gary comes up to him Mm -hmm. and Stan's just like, look, you're wackos. I'm not into it. And Mm -hmm. Gary's like, dude, even if it's not true, I have a wonderful life and a wonderful family. So like, suck it. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. And I thought that was a really interesting little addition. Mm -hmm. It definitely sent a message like, I do think that Trey Parker and Matt Stone, though they love to make fun of Mormons because they're such easy targets, they are a little bit like, we we think their religion is ridiculous, but like, be respectful of everybody. Yeah. You know? I think they're really genuinely like, this is demonstrably false, but it doesn't really matter if you're like being a good person. Right. And I can tell they think Mormons are good people. And to that point, we mentioned earlier how they, you know, in in media in general, uh, Mormons are always portrayed as being so nice. Yeah. And like, I get that for sure. And like, Mormons are pretty nice. But like, as somebody who was raised Mormon, like, it's kind of bullshit. Yeah. You know, and I, I guess people just don't really see that. Like, I have known, and maybe just because I've mostly known Mormons technically in my life, in my Mm -hmm. little brain, like I've known lots of terrible Mormons who were just rotten, rotten to the core, you know, so mean-spirited, terrible gossips, you know. Super passive aggressive. Yes. Lots of ulterior motives. Liars. Mm -hmm. You know. I feel the same way that like, um. (laughs) i'm hesitant to say this but okay the meanest people i've ever met (laughs) are like mormon moms with young kids who are like not only am i fulfilling my divine destiny here and therefore the most important person in the world i'm also persecuted Mm -hmm. in a way that you could never understand And so I am going to be like the most entitled, but also the most victimized person on the planet at all times. 
And I'm also going to make a lot of assumptions about how easy your life is compared to mine. And I'm going to just assault you with those assumptions at all times. You nailed it. Am I overstating it? <laughs> and you know, the only person who's worse Who? is their teenage daughter. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Ooh. Some of the most foul things that have ever been said to me in my life have been said to me by Mormon women. A hundred percent. So sweet. Yes. And probably to their neighbors who don't actually know them. They're like, wow, they're wonderful. They, yeah. they, they leave me, um, you know, cookies on Christmas. And when they found out I had been in the hospital, they like checked in on me and they'll do all this stuff, mm-hmm. you know, but it's just bullshit. It doesn't matter. Yes. It's not actually kindness. It's trying to reach you so that they can spread their message or just otherwise project that they're a good Mormon. Yep. They are the nice Mormon. Yep. A hundred percent. I, um, again, revealing some things about myself. I do. was going to therapy during a particularly stressful period of my PhD program. Mm-hmm. And I was seeing a therapist who had no Mormon background or sense of Mormonism or whatever, but worked with a lot of academics. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of talking through some of like the pressure I was under and she was saying things to me about like, well, academic culture can be toxic in these ways and these ways. And you probably have people doing X, Y, and Z, like gaslighting you or pressuring you or whatever. And I was like, honestly, not really. That mostly happens to me at church. Yeah. (laughs) And like the stories I would tell were almost all just things women at church were doing Mm -hmm. that were like really kind of vicious and weird and Mm -hmm. like uh yeah Mormon women man get it together yeah it's the weird gaslightiness too where they'll say something that's so like aggressively like awful or whatever mm -hmm. it's but it's so just plain as day but they say it in such a way with the sweetest little smile you can't do anything about it and you can't actually directly address the thing that's going on you can't say like whoa that was aggressive is everything okay because then it's like you are somehow right the aggressor how did you how'd you spin it that way i'm not being aggressive right. I'm, i have a smile on my face i'm being sweet 100 percent. it's this messed up little dance you have to do it's exhausting and yeah mormon women are oppressed and yes. there and and that is a reality but it also feeds this like viciousness and unhappiness and cruelty honestly anyway we're getting yeah. we're getting into the weeds here but like yes i get why people see mormons as really nice but underneath the sort of veneer of that mm-hmm. is some nastiness yeah. yeah so mormons aren't that nice you guys they really aren't that nice no and of course we don't mean all of them there are but there are good people everywhere of course there are as many good mormons as there are anybody else mm-hmm. you know they're yep. just really good at putting on an affect and looking nice yes. whatever that means <laughs> so let's break down a couple of things about this episode first i want to talk about the things that are so mormon but like in such a subtle low-key way that I was like, this is top notch. Okay. Um, one is the character Gary Loki has a Utah accent. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> he speaks just differently enough from the other kids in the show that you're like, yeah. wait. Yeah. And maybe it's them just speaking in a Colorado accent, like a normal mm-hmm. kind of Colorado accent. 
Uh-huh. But yeah, I had the same thought. I was like, wow, they nailed him. They nailed his family. Mm-hmm. Like beautiful yes. Mormon family. I said, um, I was like, what, who does Gary's dad look like? Because even the like, you know, South Park isn't a high-end animation, right? They're not doing a lot to make each character's look super distinctive. But the dad was... Yeah. He looked like a Mormon man I'd met a hundred times. Yeah. And I decided he, that the inspiration for him, this is, I'm just pulling this out of my ass. I decided the inspiration for him has to be Lloyd Newell, the host of music and the spoken word. Perfect. Some Just Google that. You'll yeah. see his little face and you'll be like, that's a Mormon man. If I've yeah. ever seen one. He's the prototype. And then one other thing that i think is sneakily perfect mormon is that i think gary's older brother is gay yes but in the closet obviously yeah um and i want to know if that's south park canon and i looked into it elisa i (laughs) looked into it i went to the south park fandom website and i looked up that character who for no good reason has his own page (laughs) that's so funny to me (laughs) yes and it doesn't say there's no speculation he has like two lines in a show that has 25 seasons, yeah. over 300 episodes, and he has his own fan page. Yeah. the Every child in that family does. That's magnificent. It's, um, it's what a show. That's the cultural impact of this episode right there. There it is. Um, Let's also talk about the church history that they get into. I love it so much because- I was thinking as I was watching it, they could have done it. They could have gone so many different directions. Mm -hmm. You know, there is so much good, ridiculous, juicy content there. And (laughs) I think they did a great job. I was kind of surprised to find that they told the story of Joseph Smith pretty much straight up. Yes. (laughs) There was not a lot of editorializing, not a lot of like, um... Uh, spinning it negatively they just told Mm-mm. the story straight up right no negative spin other than the background music saying dum 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 dum, 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 dum. <laughs> which was hilarious so funny it was killing me it'd be like joseph smith saw an angel dum 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 <laughs> and then sometimes when he did something especially dumb it would go, go really hard yes. dum 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 and sometimes he'd say something that was like uh, clearly a con and his eyes would kind of dart around <laughs> but then everybody in the song would be like oh that makes sense and then it would Ugh. just go dum 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 so dumb it was it's... iconic yeah. i want that song on my spotify immediately yeah it was hysterical i want to listen to it while i fall asleep at night it is I, perfect i hadn't seen that episode i mean it's probably been like 13 15 years or something since i have seen that and i laughed just as hard yeah i mean it still holds up it's so funny i think the real like linchpin of the joseph smith story and song in this episode is when they talk about joseph smith translating the book of mormon using stones in a hat yes because in 2003 when this came out That was not the way that the translation of the Book of Mormon was being taught in mainstream Mormonism. No. I was aware of 
the Urim and Thummim of like seer stones. I knew that they were a thing in early Mormon history. Mm -hmm. But when we were taught about the translation of the Book of Mormon, every like image that every church produced image of that in those days showed Joseph Smith with the gold plates in front of him. Maybe they were covered or partially covered or whatever reading from the plates and there was like a translator across from him scribing right i know or you'd see just standalone like the urim and thummim yeah or seer stones there would be an image of those just those items so being like yeah those were a thing Mm -hmm. but not him actually using them it wasn't until over a decade after this episode came out that the church started their releasing their gospel topics essays where they address like controversies in church history mm-hmm. like the fact that mainstream mormons were never taught that joseph smith was a polygamist and had many wives including 14 year olds yeah until people had the internet and could figure it out for themselves and then the church was like oh shit we better address this right. and the rocks in a hat were another one of those things mm-hmm. so south park was 10 years ahead it rocked my world at and the time now when I the saw church it. now the church is like oh yeah he's that's how he did it yeah the majority of translation happened with him looking at stones in a hat yeah i remember seeing that episode for the first time and being like what yes and thinking that can't be right that's mm-hmm. an exaggeration and then doing a little bit of googling and being like absolutely blown away yeah and at the time that i saw this episode as a teenager i was already like i don't believe in this mm-hmm. for for a lot of reasons but i didn't realize that um joseph smith was like a bad guy yeah and this was where that all really cracked open for me this for was the sure. beginning so south park thank you so much yeah i mean i hadn't seen the episode so i had to find out about the rocks in a hat the hard way (laughs) yeah and i was like wait why was i being lied to i had gone on a mission and studied the church and like was teaching how to preach my gospel about the translation of the book of mormon not a whisper about freaking rocks in a hat yeah so um one thing i i did after watching this episode and i sent this to you katie i watched this really iconic video that the church released and it's russell m nelson the current prophet sitting in a room where the book of mormon was translated like a restoration of that room yeah and he's sitting there with a woman from the general relief society presidency and he's talking about the translation of the book of mormon and how miraculous it was and he has a little hat Mm -hmm. and he very briefly looks into it yeah and And he says something like and if he put his head into the hat it it helped him to see the light yes because apparently these rocks are glowing yeah there's light some shit right i mean as if and it's not like an explanation or an apology or something like we know we've misled or we know we maybe misrepresented this or whatever it's like oh no this is what we've always known right yeah just laying it out there not what we've always known in Mm -hmm. fact way weirder yes way 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 weirder and yeah when we were young we thought that he just you know kept it like you know covered from other people who were helping him scribe not that he was looking in a fucking hat. Because Katie, if he could just look into a hat at some rocks, why did he need gold plates? Right. 
what you need the special equation you need the the artifacts it doesn't make any sense especially when you think about like the end of the book of mormon where it's like moroni is like the last surviving like nephite right and Mm -hmm. he's like wandering the earth and in grave danger and about to die and but he has to stay alive to deliver these plates to the Hillcomora or whatever. Mm-hmm. Why? We didn't need him. <laughs> Joseph Smith barely even looked at those guys. It just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't I mean, make a it, lick of sense. It never really did. Like there no. were gold plates in upstate New York. And oh, by the way, no one really ever saw them. And oh, by the way, they got taken back to heaven. We don't have them anymore. I mean, it was always sus. Right. But it's straight up witchcraft. <laughs> right. He's practicing magic. Also, I was aware, again, of the Urim and Thummim, and they're, like, in the Book of Mormon and whatever. But that's not really what he was using when he translated the Book of Mormon. He was using this little seer stone that he had gotten himself or, like, stole from somebody. And he used it to go treasure hunting and swindle people out of money all the time. And was convicted for it. Yes. Ah! Straight up treasure hunter. (laughs) Anyway, I just love that they're like on South Park, just like here he is, head in a yep. hat. Right, straight up. And every Mormon's head explodes. <laughs> the other story they tell in the song that I love is the story of the 116 missing pages of the Book of Mormon. Oh my God. Because again, they tell it straight up. Yeah. They tell it the way we were taught it. Right. Martin Harris took the pages home. Dum 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 dum. Uh-huh. Uh huh. His wife is looking at them like, "Okay, so, but what if we like don't give these back? Mm-hmm. Is he gonna be able to retranslate this section the same way? Yeah. Like, let's try. Let's and, test it. I'm a little right. skeptical. Let's see if he's really translating here, or if this is just bullshit. Right. This is really sus. Mm-hmm. Lucy Harris, smart, 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 smart. smart, smart. Yes. And um, Joseph Smith, you know, of course, th- just throws a little fit and is like, I, I spoke to God and he's really mad at me now and he's not going to let me retranslate. Yes. It's going to be different now. Yes. <laughs> and Martin Harris is like, oh, God got mad at you. That must mean that he, yeah. this is all real. Right. You're willing to admit that God is angry with you. So you must yeah. be telling the truth. And the way that was framed to me growing up was that like Joseph Smith was like, the Lord won't let me retranslate because enemies of the church will get their hands on that original translation, make changes to it, and be like, see? Yeah. So basically admitting, except blaming it on enemies of the church instead of his own bullshit, basically admitting, I can't retranslate this exactly the way it was translated before. That's too risky. Oh my gosh. Just dumb, that dumb, ever dumb. So slight reframing. I was like, yeah. yeah. What a what a completely bullshit story, those 116 lost pages. But believing Mormons are Martin Harris dumb 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 about right. that. And they use it as a way to affirm their faith, which is what they do in the South Park episode. Also, they're like, isn't it great? That proves that it, he's true that it's true and yeah. it's like stan is like what the fuck are you talking about yep like he's a con man good old stan sees right through it man good mm-hmm. for him oh i feel yeah. like one last church history thing stan goes home and he's like i didn't know adam and eve lived in jackson county missouri 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was really funny. Again, if you're not super familiar with Mormons, this is literally what they teach and believe. Yes. So I think there's like, they're kind of walking back this idea that the Garden of Eden was in Missouri, maybe. Mm. Mm. Uh, I've seen some stuff about that, but regardless, that's what we were taught. Yeah. Um, and whether or not the garden of eden is in missouri adam on diamond is in missouri i've Mm -hmm. been there (laughs) of course you have (laughs) it is just an open space in the middle of nowhere that mormons go visit there's like a mormon public bathroom there mormon public bathrooms by the way are always really nice yeah if you're ever traveling and you don't want to use like a filthy rest stop find a mormon historical site man gorgeous yeah anyway that's all it is just empty space it's green it's pretty i guess you know looks like everything else around there but Mormons believe that, like, Adam and Eve bless their family and Adam on Diamond. I've heard talk about how, like, when the second coming of Jesus Christ happens, Mormons will gather at Adam on Diamond. Mm-hmm. That's why we were told to get ready with our families to, like, yes. trek to Missouri. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, we also have an uncle who spent his career working for the church's law firm. Mm-hmm. the much maligned curtain mcconkey yeah not a good look rightfully maligned and um one of his jobs was to buy up real estate in ah. missouri the church is just buying up missouri yeah so yeah mormons in missouri man and what are the odds that it would all happen in missouri when joseph smith and the saints were in missouri at wow. the time that these revelations were received what a dink! Yeah, what a concept. I will say when I was a kid learning about the significance of Missouri, I remember always thinking, but they have tornadoes. Yeah, I don't want to live in Missouri. I know every time I've ever been to Missouri is in the summer and it's so freaking humid. And I'm always like, yeah, as a believing Mormon, I was like, I don't want to have to live here. This can't be right. Couldn't God have chosen a more temperate climate? Anyway, Adam on Diamond, dum 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 dum. And on that note, what a fun time! I know we should do more of these palate cleanser, easy listening episodes. Mm-hmm. It was a a big leap from the twelve hour reading <laughs> of Educated to the twenty minute. watching of a south park episode it's a palate cleanser for us and for our listeners yeah uh next week will not be a palate cleanser we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about sins of the mother the new netflix documentary about the like mormon extremist sect and the woman who murdered her own kids but Mm -hmm. don't worry for now just bask in the gentleness of south park yes enjoy this moment by the time this episode comes out that documentary will be out and available so you should watch it before we put out our episode and we'll all talk about it together and we'll process there will be a lot to process uh meanwhile follow us everywhere at please bless pod subscribe on youtube Mm-hmm. Watch our videos there. It's kind of fun to watch and yeah. listen and or listen. Throw us up on the TV. Yeah, please. Um, what else? What else? Also email us. Mm-hmm. Our email address is pleaselesspod at gmail.com. We love a good episode idea. We love some feedback. We love just your um, adoring 
comments more adoring comments please yes um follow us on tiktok instagram twitter though twitter haven't quite uh tapped into how that's gonna yeah we need to get work that going. for us don't worry about it folks it's don't coming worry about it. it's coming but i'm um, definitely the tiktok we're over a thousand followers on tiktok pretty much all thanks to elisa <laughs> and her tiktok wizardry and um please bless uh trey parker and matt stone yeah please bless stan marsh and his dad yeah and please bless this podcast yeah please do amen amen